What is your American dream? Is it to own your own business? Build your dream home? Restore that antique car with your son? Whatever it is, it's worth protecting. I'm Mary Stover, a licensed insurance agent for over 17 years, and I'm passionate about protecting your American dream with a purpose. This podcast is more than just insurance. It's for the determined, independent American who works their tail off to provide for their family. If you believe in personal responsibility, freedom, and the American dream, then you're in the right place. This is the American Dream Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the American Dream Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, we're going to be discussing the big night that's coming up, trick-or-treat night. Love it or hate it, it is rapidly approaching. I've talked to some of my neighbors who really enjoy trick-or-treat night and others who just would rather skip it. (laughs) Either way, it is rapidly approaching and um, I've got some safety tips for you, whether you love Halloween or hate it, uh, in order to keep everyone safe. If they're coming and knocking on your door, of course, as an insurance agent, I'm thinking, well, that's an increased liability hazard. I know, aren't I just the life of the party? But it's my job to keep you guys um, protected. So let's talk about some safety tips. First, before the big night, before trick-or-treat night, I have a couple of things for you to check off your list. Uh, number one, make sure your walkways are clear. Um, you don't want any um, sprawling vines or anything like that that people can trip over or um, bushes or anything like that, that people can get hung up in. You also want to make sure that everything is cleared of toys and rakes and stuff like that. That on the, on the night of trick-or-treating is something to keep in mind. But beforehand, um, clear back the landscaping. If you've got landscaping that's overgrown, that people can trip over, make sure you take care of that. Even wet leaves, they can be um, so it can be kind of slippy, uh, <laughs> when you're trying to run to the front door to get, um, the candy. So if you've got a lot of leaves, make sure you're raking before the big night. And, uh, next you want to check your outdoor lighting, test them before trick or treat night, not the night of, cause it's not going to do you much good if you don't have light bulbs to replace a burnout light but check your porch lights, check your floodlights to make sure uh, that the steps leading up to your front door are well lit. Again, check that early enough so you have time to replace any of those burned out bulbs. Next, you wanna check any railing that you have leading up to your front door or your porch railing if you've got a front porch. If it feels at all rickety um, or shaky at all, you know, picture somebody grabbing onto it to come up the steps and they, you know, falls over and then they fall over. So take the time to secure that in place. It's something that should be done anyway. So this is just a great time to check it and make sure. And then finally, before you go um, buying all of your candy for trick-or-treat night, consider some different options. Um, This is new to me, even though I've got kids and we've been trick-or-treating for several years now, I did not know that there was such a, such, such a thing, excuse me, as the teal pumpkin project. Um, since a lot of kids have allergies to peanuts and all these different kinds of things these days, 
uh, people will buy a teal pumpkin and put different goodies in there. Um, sometimes not even food. It'll be like little pencil, uh, Halloween pencils or stickers or erasers or, um, you know, non-food treats like that or little trinkets, little toys. Um, or sometimes they'll put juice boxes, like things that don't really include typical allergens for, for kids that struggle with that. So that's a pretty neat idea. Um, you might want to consider having a separate pumpkin for uh, those, if you've got it, especially if you have a big neighborhood, the chances are higher that one of the kids might have an allergy. So that would be, you'd probably be the hero of that child if you've got one of those teal pumpkins uh, for them to grab from. So now on the night of trick-or-treating, a couple of things to prepare for or make note of. First, if you've got pets, I would really recommend that you keep them um, maybe secure in a room away from the door where all the people are going to be coming. With the ringing of the doorbell constantly, um, you know, all the traffic, even the most well-behaved pet can get a little bit anxious with all the extra activity. And the last thing you want is a kid being bit by your dog. That is just, we're not even going to talk about the ramifications of that. So let's just prevent it before it happens. Keep your pet in a safe spot or have somebody else, um, your husband or your wife, whoever the case may be, um, keep that animal secure so that any trick-or-treaters that come to the door are safe and sound. Next, whatever door you're trick-or-treating at, that's the only one that should be unlocked. Make sure all the other doors are locked because when it's dark and you are tending to the trick-or-treaters, if you've got a super big neighborhood, really busy, there are a lot of people roaming around, it's an excellent opportunity for someone to break into your home when you're not paying attention. Um, if you've got doors that are secured and locked, it'll be more difficult for them to do that without you noticing. But a lot of people keep their garage doors open because they're thinking, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching and I'm at the door a lot and I'm, I'm alert of, and I'm here. People aren't going to be brazen enough to come into my home or go break into my garage and take something there. So they just leave doors open. I highly recommend not doing that. Shut all your doors, except the one and shut them and lock them, except the one that you're going to be opening for the trick-or-treaters. It just minimizes your risk of being robbed. Wouldn't that be a treat, huh? Um, next, while I love a real candle inside a jack-o'-lantern, they can be a real fire hazard, of course. Um, in this day and age of, of people being very sue happy, I don't want you to be sued because you have a pumpkin lit, a jack-o'-lantern lit that you just carved out with your kid and it's super cool looking. And then one of the neighborhood girls or kids walks by and their princess dress that they're dressed in for their costume catches on fire because it, you know, was dragging over this well-lit jack-o'-lantern. We don't need any kids catching on fire here. So instead of having a real candle, I would recommend getting one of those flameless ones. You just stick a little battery in it and it looks real enough. They've come a long way since people started uh, making the flameless candles. They really have come a long way since then. So look into that. You know, it's sometimes it's just not worth the risk. Um, speaking of the flameless candles, if you've got a, like a kind of a long walkway from the street up to your front door, it doesn't hurt to put some of these flameless candles 
along the walkway, just to minimize the risk of anyone tripping and falling or, or getting seriously hurt because they can't see where they're going. Uh, next, pick a good spot. If you do have a very long driveway um, or a lot of steps to go up to your front door, maybe make it easier on everyone and just park yourself at the bottom of the driveway. Um, it minimizes the risk of anyone slipping and falling or getting hurt on your property. And um, it just makes it easier for everyone. It's, hopefully it's not too brisk of an evening. Maybe you can just make a whole night of it. Grab yourself some hot chocolate or some hot cider and sit at the bottom of the driveway and greet those trick-or-treaters there. And then finally, um, make sure, I, I mentioned at the beginning of this whole checklist here to make sure that your walkways are clear of any debris. Um, you wanna do the same for your yard. Hopefully all the trick-or-treaters are well-behaved and they stay on the walkways, but you know that won't happen. <laughs> so clear out any other tripping hazards that might be in your lawn, a rake that was um, that you forgot to put away because you were raking the leaves or any toys that you might that your kids might have left out. Just clear it all out, put it all away just to eliminate any of those tripping hazards. So the idea here again is to keep you guys lawsuit free, <laughs> protect your assets, protect that American dream that you are working so hard to create. And hopefully these tips will help you in the big night of trick-or-treating. I hope you all have a wonderful trick-or-treat night, whenever that may be for you. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you the next time. Bye. For more information about our agency and what we can do to help you, go to www.advantageinsurance.com. Advantage has two A's. So it's A-A-D. V-A-N-T-A-G-E insurance.com. Also follow me on Instagram at Advantage INS1830. If you follow on Instagram, there's a freebie for you. Five mistakes to avoid when shopping car insurance. Get this freebie in your hands the next time you go to shop your insurance and make sure you're not making those five mistakes, okay? Thanks so much for joining. I'll see you next time.